and thanks for joining us at the table. I'm Jared. And I'm Ian. And we are the Game Table Podcast. Here at the Game Table Podcast, we take a look at various board, card, and other tabletop games. We give an overview, provide our finely crafted thoughts, and try to give you, our curious listeners, an idea of if it's a good fit for you and your table. Today we are looking at Star Wars The Deck Building Game, uh, which is designed by Caleb Grace. It's illustrated by a variety of artists, um, which we'll have listed in the show notes, and it's published by Fantasy Flight Games. This is a fast, quick-to-learn two-player head-to-head deck builder, where you are competing to be the first to most efficiently build a deck of troopers, ships, and iconic heroes to destroy four of the opponent's bases. Well, let's shuffle our decks and fly casual and dive into this game. So in Star Wars, the deck building game, obviously this is a deck builder. You start out with a pretty standard deck building function in that you each have a set of 10 cards. Uh, Most of them are resources to be able to buy other cards. There's a couple of attack cards, and then you have a wild, in this case, the Temple Guardian or the Inquisitor that can either move, uh, you can add to your attack, it can add to your resources, or it can do a third mechanic, which is to pull the force closer to you. Uh, the force plays a couple of different roles in this game, which we'll go over in a minute. But essentially what is going on is um, there is a row of cards that you can buy from. You cannot buy all of them. There are rebel cards, empire cards, and neutral cards. So if you are the empire, you can only buy empire or neutral cards. If you are the rebels, you can buy rebels or neutral cards. Uh, this allows you to build up your deck and come with come up with a variety of combos. But like I said, there's also this force track. The force track does a couple of things. If the force is all the way on your side, uh, then you will get an extra resource. Additionally, there are a variety of cards in the deck that allow you to get extra abilities if the force is quote-unquote with you. And that's as long as it's on your side of the board. Uh, there's also an interesting mechanic that I've not seen in any of the other games. Um, so like we talked about in the overview, you are trying to destroy your enemy bases. However, you can also attack enemy cards that are in the row to be bought. And that not only keeps your uh, opponent from being able to buy said card, it also gives you a reward to go along with it, which can further create additional combos. Like I said, the game is fast. The game is quick. The other thing uh, that I will say is that the, uh, planets that you are attacking uh, each of them, after you get through the starting planet, each of them have a ability that also adds to your combos um, and adds another twist as well. I, just off the bat, Ian, I will say that I enjoyed this game. Uh, I will give final thoughts at the end, but uh, just being a Star Wars fan in general, I felt compelled to buy this game. Of course. Because it uh, it is an additional Star Wars game in my collection. But it um, filled a different spot that I was looking for. It does. And I have not bought some of the other deck builders that would kind of fill the same uh, mechanic in board gaming. So it would seem like a good fit. Yeah. Uh, but I'm curious, you know, Ian, what is, what's your history with uh, Star Wars? My first ever Star Wars game that I played was uh, Star Wars, the customizable card game, uh, which I, it came out in the 90s, actually. Um, but that was the, my cousin had it and I was an absolute nerd. Cause it's like, I, I don't know. Uh, so I would have been, I, we didn't play it till the 2000s. So I would have been like maybe eight or 10, but I already watched the movies. So uh, I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. 
there's a game about the movies that I love. And so that was the first one that I ever played. Um, so it was early, early on, mm-hmm. like before I was even a teenager, I started playing Star Wars board games and card games. So what about yourself? Nice. Yeah. So as a kid, uh, I didn't play very much in the tabletop world, but we spent a lot of time playing a variety of uh, Star Wars video games, whether it be Battlefront or Knights of the Republic yes. or any number of games that we, it was just, it was a, it was a time of wonderful life I mean, where times. there were Star Wars video games. Just wasting hours and hours. No, not wasting. Enjoying <laughs> glorious, glorious story and blowing chips up. It was great. It was. Uh, my first tabletop experience was also from Fantasy Flight Games when they introduced uh, Star Wars to their living card game mm-hmm. uh, catalog, if you will. Yes. Uh, got that for um, a Christmas present, which was great. It was a lot of fun. But then my uh, mind was quickly distracted by the uh, game of X-Wing, which you and I <laughs> have played for a long time and yes. also was released around the same time. Yeah. Uh, we've played a variety of Star Wars games over the years. We also played Star Wars Rebellion, Star Wars Outer Rim, both from Fantasy Flight Games. So uh, I think it's safe to Many. say that we do like Star Wars. Uh, a lot. <laughs> Too much. Probably, some would say. But not me. I. So were you able to see any... Wh- what was your first Star Wars movie in theaters? In theaters? I don't even... I didn't see one in theaters what? until... I know, until... Um, because... I watched the originals and then the prequels were coming out and I didn't, I just didn't see them. Uh, and I remember when episode three came out, but I didn't see it in theaters. Mm-hmm. We got it on DVD and I watched it like over and over and over again. So the first one I actually saw in theaters would have been episode seven, which was part of the wow, not very good trilogies. Um, so yeah, I didn't see any of the other, I didn't see the prequels or anything in theaters. Um, okay. I did then, not know that. That blows my mind. Yeah, I know. I, even though I, I was a diehard Star Wars fan, I just didn't watch. I watched the originals and then the prequels were coming out like when I was enjoying Star Wars, but mm-hmm. we, I just didn't really watch them because I was too young for my parents to take me to the theater. So at that point I was just watching them on DVD. Okay. No, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was, it would have been episode seven and then, uh, probably rogue one. Very cool. I got to see all the prequels in theaters. Very nice. Uh, it was a life-changing moment I'm sure. for me. Yes. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I, I don't care what anybody says. All you Star Wars fans out there, Phantom Menace <laughs> is great. So back up off me. Phantom Menace, I, yes, we had on, on uh, I had the three disc uh, case of the prequels and the Phantom Menace was definitely the one that was, was watched the most, like guaranteed. I, nice. I would sometimes just skip to the end and just watch the final uh, fight scene between Maul and uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Awesome. Well, I know that you have a little bit of history on our uh, designer, yeah. Caleb Grace. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Caleb Grace, uh, he's been uh, designing some games for a while with Fantasy Flight. I know he's part of their their team for a while, um, but he's been the first game he designed was Lord of the Rings, the card game, um, which is very popular. And then Marvel Champions um, was the next phase of that. And then now uh, Star Wars, the deck building game. And so he's kind of taken these kind of ideas from different things um, and kind of progressed through that. And when he was designing Star Wars, the deck building game, he looked at a lot of other deck builders that are that were out. Um, you have DC deck builder, you know, Dominion, Thunderstone. There's a lot of the older the older ones. Um, Dominion was the first uh, deck builder, but 
he kind of took concepts from all these um, and, and, and liked a lot of the ideas. Um, but the one thing that he found was the kind of snowball effect, which can happen in some of those deck builders. Caleb did not want to have it just be like, oh, I'm going to buy the best card on the table. And therefore, I'm just going to be automatically upgraded better than you. Um, and so in this game, uh, because there are multiple cards out, uh, and some of them are the opponents, and some of them are yours, um, you can't always control necessarily what the other player is going to buy. Um, but you can in some ways, because if it's their own card, if it's like I'm the Imperial player and you are the Rebel player, you can go ahead and destroy that card by attacking it. Um, now, if you, as long as you have enough strength to defeat it, you can defeat it and it'll go to the discard pile. So there's a lot of ability to control the board, unlike many other deck builders. And so that ability alone was something that he was really looking into when designing this game. Um, that way people don't lose interest in the first 10 minutes when you got the best card. Um, and so this game can be, even though you, like, let's say you grabbed, you know, Luke Skywalker or Leia in the first five turns, and I haven't gotten a good card yet. There, there is always a potential. There's always, you know, in the games that we played, though, I, that did not happen uh-huh. for me. <laughs> did not happen for me, but I will say that there is, there are always that like, oh man, if I flip this one card this next turn, I, I could be back on track to try and climb back into this game. And so um, that was something that he was really focusing on uh, when, when designing this game. Yeah, I think that shows up in a couple other ways, too. Um, so I know there was a couple of games where, uh, I was playing with my wife, Anna, and she wanted to play as the empire and she would bring, she would be able to buy Darth Vader and bring him into, into play. Um, and it's super intimidating presence, right? Like, holy crap, Darth Vader's got 10 attack. He can just kill a planet just because he wants to kind of thing. (laughs) And he does that. But then, you know, she would look around and be like, well, crap, I still have eight attack. Right. And I can't do anything with it because I've done the thing already exactly and you don't flip out a new planet until the until your next turn if you lose a planet that that round exactly so you can't just keep stacking onto a player and just wipe them out Yeah, it forces the game to be played a little bit slower in that way is that like you can't in other games i mean you have a turn that you have 20 resources and 20 attack you could like wipe a player out mm-hmm. um, or like in an example, the the most recent game I've played is D- DC deck builder where you, if you had a turn like that, you could kill the villain and kill this thing and like do this and you could do so much and you would just completely upgrade your deck where in this, I mean, sure you can kill the other, you can kill the planet of the opponent, but that's not really, you don't get anything actually from that. Unlike some of the other games, or you're not gaining resources or something from killing somebody's planet that doesn't actually gain you anything normally. Yeah, in fact, the other player's the one getting benefit because they're getting a new ability on that next planet. Exactly. So it it, it creates a very interesting and well thought out uh, balancing system um, where if you are the one that if you lose two planets early, you are getting some type of reimbursement from that from that planet being lost. So potentially, and and that helps you kind of climb back into games, which really helps, especially with uh, again, that snowball effect of some player having some better cards, you potentially could get some cards easily from those planets being destroyed. You have some abilities that trigger, and boom, you have a couple cards to add to your own pool that can balance that out. Yeah, I think another way that uh, there's a lot of variety and ways of balancing, uh, it's not really a balancing mechanic so much as as an element of randomness that guides players to have to play differently each game 
in that you have a 90 card deck that you're flipping over and you're only seeing six cards at a time. Yes. So you might not see your card that you want for turns, several turns. I mean, or until the end of the game. Or until the end of the game. In my case. Uh, You might be salty about that. I don't know. (laughs) But uh, I, I don't know. I've really enjoyed trying to find a different strategy based on the cards that are out. And that has worked pretty well uh, most of the time. I've always felt like I could get an engine going. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even that's the other thing, too, is, you know, with a lot of the Star Wars games that Fantasy Flight's put out is you kind of want to do as well as you can because it's a multi-hour game. Yeah. But in this case, I mean, even learning the game, we never played longer than an hour. No. And once we kind of got it down, you're in that 30 to 45 minute range to where you're not just flying through it in 20 minutes and feeling like you didn't actually do anything. Right. But you're also, it's not overstaying, it's welcome. No, I think, uh, with, like, again, other games, there's, you know, many of the Star Wars games, they kind of, they are longer games. Mm-hmm. Um, Rebellion and Outer Rim. I mean, you're talking multiple hours. So have a game that's kind of short and, and easy to learn. Uh, those are not easy to learn. So having something that is easy to learn and something that people can pick up that, like the Star Wars uh, universe, I think this fits really well with them because, again, there is that simple aspect of like really you just draw you draw your hand of five cards and then you just play your cards like that's that's really all it is and what the cards do are pretty simple mm-hmm. straightforward um the, the complexity gets more like what do you do after that what's your plan but I, I i agree with you in that is that each game that you play is not going to be the same um and and the two between the rebels and the imperials they play very different in my mind yeah um they are not the same um, they do a lot of their cards do very, very different things. Like as an Imperial, when I'm attacking you, the, the abilities I get from a, destroying your characters or cards that are out look very different than the cards that like when you destroy my cards, I think they, some of them do some different things, but in general, I don't think it's not like a, a match. It's not mm-hmm. like these cards are super similar. They do exactly the same thing. Um, they don't every Every card does kind of a little bit different thing, even between the two aspects there between the Imperials and the, the Rebels. And so that changes the game entirely as you could play the Imperials three times and play the Rebels three times and you have, it is totally different, especially with the cards that come out. You cannot control what comes out. And so you kind of have to adapt the strategy of what is coming out. And that, again, is that you can play the game differently every time. Um, I do think in between between the Rebels and the Imperials, they play a certain game within themselves pretty sure. frequently, but that, that doesn't mean that you have to stick to a just, Oh, I only have to get cards that attack like that. It's more than that. Yeah. And you still have the tug of war of the force as well, where you're wanting to make sure that you're not letting it sit on the opponent's side too long. Otherwise they're just getting extra benefits for free. So there's a lot of different, uh, combos. And I think that adds to the complexity of the game mm-hmm. and really, uh, gives it an extra layer that, some of the other ones that I've seen, you know, all deck builders try to work into combos. I just like some of the things that this game is doing a little bit better that we've talked about. You you know, you kind of touched on this a little bit. You would say this is pretty easy for someone to get into. I think in general, yeah, it, I think deck builders uh, find a really nice spot for people to easily pick up. I know a lot of people that aren't necessarily um, into really complex games, but they do like deck builders. They like trading card games. And so going from trading card game to deck builder, I think is a very easy transition. Uh, I don't think that's hard uh, because you're used to 
card draw and card play and finding out some combos between cards inside your deck. Um, those things are all here. Um, and so when we're talking about newer players, though, talking if, if they haven't played any of those games, I still think it's fine it easier for them to pick up a game like this. Um, because again, you start out with 10 cards, you draw five every turn, and then you play that hand out. So you can look at your hand and you, oh, well, I have three resources. What can I buy for three? And if you're talking about two brand new players, I wouldn't recommend playing with an experienced player versus a brand new player. But if we're talking about, oh, two buddies wanted to pick up this game and try and learn it, it's super easy because they, they're coming at the same skill level and they can easily pick this up. Like Because again, it's that that easiness. You It's look at the table, what can I buy or what can I destroy? Like Those are simple decisions, but when you play the game over and over again, you find out that there's more than just that. There is more way more depth inside of that. Absolutely. And I would say if you do have an experienced player and more of a newer player, definitely give the experienced player the Empire. Yeah. I think they're the harder uh, side to learn. I don't know if you feel this way, but I think they are both balanced in the way that they play, but they do play very differently. Yeah. Um, and I think the Rebels are a little bit more straightforward than what the Empire is trying to do. Yeah, I think the the Imperials have a very... Um, there's there's really two ways they can approach the uh, the game. I mean, they can focus solely on building ships, and that's fighters and cruisers. Mm-hmm. Um, or they can go like more of a trooper route. And there's obviously a balance between those. And this is this is my very noob um, <laughs> opinion. It just seems like there's a couple different routes you can take, and that's about it. Um, because you want to control the board as the as the empire um then i feel like a lot of their cards are all about controlling the board controlling what the opponent can get um, because you have really strong attack cards um and so you have the uh, in my opinion a better ability to control the board compared to the rebels um and on top of that there's their star destroyers and stuff that are very very strong um kind of tanks and so they can really control the game in that regard yeah, absolutely. I th- there was multiple times where you just had a wall in front of you, <laughs> and I just looked at it, and I was like, I'm not sure how I'm going to get through all this, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. So um, I did want to mention really quick, so this is a two-player game, officially. You can buy two copies of the game and create a four-player uh, multiplayer interaction, which we have not tried. That sounds like chaos. But Fantasy Flight has uh, posted official rules for that yeah. on their website. That's cool. Uh, so that's the thing you can look into as well. If you are into solo mode, uh, this is there is no official solo mode, but mm-hmm. there is a plethora of options on BoardGameGeek.com uh, for those of my solo players who are listening. I want to call out in particular uh, the username Azure Death uh, posted a file called Leaders, a Star Wars deck building game solitaire variant. Uh, okay. I've run it multiple times, and I think it's really solid. Okay. Um, if you want to go that route, like if you want to try the game out, you don't have anybody that's truly interested, but if you learn the game, they yeah. might give it a try. Right. Uh, that's one way to get into it as well. It's always um, a nice plus. I, oh yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, there's plenty of times where I'm at home by myself that I would love to be able to try something. Yeah, for sure. When I'm working from home, I will just want that like 30 minute break. Yes. It's a easy grab for I sure. Mean, that it works great. So if it's, yeah, if it's, and, and and BGG is always great for for stuff like that. People come up with the coolest things, and so yeah, having that having that option, um, I, I think it would actually help you learn 
the game better too. I could see you understanding a little bit more of the cards and seeing, I'm mean, just seeing cards is always great. Mm-hmm. And you looking and being able to play a little bit that way would definitely help if you're trying to like learn the game too. Having a solo variant is great. I will speak to that. I, I learned the game. Uh, I, I felt like I understood the game better by playing it solo a yes. little bit. Uh, being able to play the faction that I don't normally play because no one will let me because they want to try and master it. Try is yes. the key yes. word. Not only did I get a better understanding of the Empire, uh, I also understood how to beat it better mm. because okay. of understanding what it wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, so I think if you're looking to get better at the game, that's another uh, plus to the solo side as well. Yeah. If you, I know we've mentioned a couple. Um, can you think of similar games that would either be this is a step up from? So mm-hmm. like if, for example, you've played X, you'll enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of situation. One for me, uh, it has very similar vibes to the game Star Realms. And I've, I've never played Star Realms, so okay. I, I have no comparison for that game. I will just say, and I, I mean, I know there's a lot more content for mm-hmm. Star Realms at this point. If this game gets expansions, which that's a massive if because of the way Fantasy Flight Games operates, but if it does, I'd never see, I never need to see Star Realms again because I think this improves Star Realms at every facet. Do you own Star Realms? Not anymore. Okay. I, I did once upon a time. Okay. It's very similar system, correct? It's the same concept. Uh, you're both, but there's not, there's no factions. Okay. Uh, well, there are, but you can buy into any faction. You are a neutral faction mm-hmm. going into it and you okay. can recruit from any of the factions. You have ships that you can kind of put in the way of bases and you're trying to destroy base. Well, you're trying to destroy health. Gotcha. Yep. Right. Now, is it better because of IP, but also game mechanics too? I think I would enjoy this better regardless of the IP. Okay. I bought this game because it had the Star Wars label on it. Sure. The gameplay is what ended up selling me. At first, when this was announced, I will be honest and say, I kind of rolled my eyes. Yes. And I was like, this is what we're doing. I I agree. That's how I felt. But yeah, a couple of the reviews really kind of pushed it over the edge for me to try. And I, I would say, I, I think it fits well for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But if, if it was something else, I would be just as happy. Deck builders are not um, really my game i played dominion early early on which is a great you know early comparison to that it there it's slightly different in the way um you're not trying to attack you know the other players the decks run out so it's a it's a little different of a of a game um the other comparisons would are the dc deck builder which i have played i've not played star realms or really any others besides that um and and i i enjoy those games so if somebody wants to play them then hey would you play this game with me Yes, I will play probably any game except for Monopoly. That would probably be the one and Risk. Those are like the two. Those are my no-nos. Um, but no, th- those are the uh, good comparisons. If you were, have played those and you like them and you like Star Wars and you're interested in something that maybe adds a little bit more depth and, and decision-making, I would highly recommend this, um, especially if you really like those games. Wow. Because uh, I don't like some of those other games mm-hmm. necessarily, but this game is enjoyable. I'm, I'm down. I would I, to learn it and get really good at it. I don't know if I have the time for, but, um, because I like a lot of other games, but, uh, I would always be down to play this because there are a lot of decisions to be had and you are not going to see the same game twice. Okay. Well, I think we can dive into our pros and cons at this point. Yeah. Uh, talk about the things we liked, some of the things we didn't like and yeah. kind of give our final thoughts. Um, so Ian, what did you, what were your what were your favorite parts about this game? <laughs> the art is incredible. Um, I know they did like original art for this, and so the art is awesome. Um, I love 
art is a big part of any game for me. Um, if it has bad art, I'm not interested normally. So, um, and then on top of that, the, the force mechanism can trying to control that throughout the game is very different than any other deck, any other game that I've really seen when you're talking about, you know, trying to attack the opponent. And there's also this other thing that both players can kind of influence at the same time. That's not something that I've seen before. And that, that's a really cool aspect of that. As far as the things I don't like. Hold on, hold on a minute. <laughs> now you ask me what I like because uh, we take ter- we're, we're a right, team here. Right. Well, you, you tell me what you loved about this game. All right. I, <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy this game. I enjoy seeing all the different combos in this game. I enjoy deck builders. I, I don't know that it's, I would say it's my favorite mechanic, mm-hmm. especially when it's on its own. Yeah. But I would say that, uh, especially because it's something that Anna really likes. And, um, I, I also like coming up with those combos. It, it's really a good draw for me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's cute. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, um, no, I think for me, the two mechanics that really, uh, pushed over the edge for me was one the being able to destroy your opponent's cards mm-hmm. and learning the timing of how to manipulate that yeah and also the boost that you get during the game when you're getting new planets mm-hmm. there were multiple times during a game where i'm like please just kill my planet i know because yeah. i've got this now hand of cards that i can pick from and the cool part is i don't have to, i can pick whichever planet i want and it's totally based on the engine i'm already building and so i can just kind of boost that to the next level uh so those were the two things that really stood out to me i did like the force mechanic i think uh i i would like to see some expansions because i think there's even more that could go on there yeah because you know i think for you and me we kind of kept looking at it and being like oh it was his turn and so he yanked it like four spaces back his way kind of thing yeah thanks cool and now i've got to focus my turn on being able to get it back exactly um but that is that is a neat p- aspect too of understanding the timing and the trade offs and being like, all right, he can have it, and I'm going to do this other thing instead. Yeah, no, I think, um, and, and you know, if we want to dive into the the, yeah, the bad things, I yeah, know you're, I, you're confident for this. <laughs> this is this is my take. Um, no, so the things that I again, deck builders not like the number one thing that I love, I, again, I do enjoy playing the game though. And that's the thing about this. I enjoyed this game more than other deck builders that I have played, which is a a good step up for sure. The, the issues that I have is, um, like you're saying with the combos and some of it is in any card game is card draw is absolutely massive. It's less of an issue in here than plenty of other card games. Uh, But when you're talking about cards that, you know, that does happen, you can just have a bad game. The, the combos, I was always, in any deck building, I'm looking forward to those. I, and maybe it's because I'm still learning, but I could, it was hard to find them. That was something that it wasn't enjoyable because I'm like sitting there waiting, just waiting for a combo to come to my head. And I just can't, I either, I, the cards don't match or I can't find the combo. Um, the last game we played it, it did happen a little bit more frequently, but mm-hmm. early on there's, there was a kind of a little bit of that learning curve, which is which is fine. That's, that's cool. If that is part of the learning, um, learning the game is learning the combos and that's the fun part, but they weren't necessarily coming to me naturally. It was like, I had to try and find something to, to, to combo. Um, and, and again, it could have been card draw or whatever, but the, the other part is, uh, the, the Imperials, they have a very specific way to play. And I, I was, it was hard to figure out 
in my mind. And and then it seemed like the rebels, some of their cards were a lot uh, stronger. And this is my again, yeah. this is me saying, but the, a lot of their characters um, between like Leia and and Han and the Millennium Falcon, those cards are all really strong and all do really good things. Um, where the Imperials, I never felt like something came out, and I was like, unless it was Darth Vader or Grandma Tark- Tarkin, n- nothing came out that I was like, oh my god, I have to get that because, and, and I was like, sure, I want that, but it's not like it was it created an engine. It wasn't creating an engine. Um, a lot of the little heroes and or villains, some of them were like, oh, if what was one of them? If it, if you flip the top card and it's a, a, an Imperial card, you can swap it out with one in the middle. I'm like, well, I mean, what if it's not? So then yeah. I can't swap it out. So then I can't buy it. And so I have to buy something else to replace it. And so there was, yeah, there's a lot of like looking at the top card of the deck for the Imperials. And it's just like, that doesn't really help me right now. I'm trying to like build an engine. And maybe if I got the engine started, it would actually help. Maybe mm-hmm. that would actually work. But maybe it, really, it was just, it was, it was more really using, like using my head to try and figure out what kind of engine am I building? And so that's, that's kind of frustrating when you're sitting there trying to do something and like nothing happens. And again, one of them, the other ones was card draw. Cause I like had like, I felt like 50 damage and 50 resources. And like, I just kept flipping. I wanted to buy something for goodness sakes. And then I kept flipping rebel cards and I'm like, I can't destroy all of them. I have to buy something. And I didn't flip anything. Like I just, not a single, I think there were four out of the six or whatever were, rebel cards and there was definitely some bad luck there, yeah for sure yeah so it makes it tough and again i i'm fine with letting that go that again these are some of them are major um where the the learning curve potentially like getting into the game super easy i mean it's you you draw cards and you play cards but some of that especially on the imperial side i feel like it's a little bit unbalanced for somebody that's new and it might be really hard to try and learn um, because I'm, I'm, you know, and I'll probably still stick with it cause I'm going to, you know, just want to lose, I guess, <laughs> but, uh, no, I'll probably stick with it and try and, you know, figure out what's going on. And somebody that's played the game more than me would already know. But, um, yeah, that was, that was kind of the challenging part of, of looking at that and being like, okay, well I can't do anything now. So this is all rebel cards and I don't know what I'm trying to achieve. Um, because a lot of the Imperial cards are, they have a lot of ships um, they have a lot of cruisers and stuff like that that build your health points, and so I can you can try and go for those. Um, and they I, and eventually I did try that, and it did work in a way, but it was still finding that balance part of it for the Imperials is a little bit more challenging. It looked like compared to the Rebels, I feel like the Rebels was a little bit more straightforward. Yeah, I'll piggyback off of that critique a little bit. Um, I in a two player game. I so let me clarify. I love that they play differently. I think that's I, I'm not okay. I'm okay with it. It's just I uh, the the thing is the balance of it is the no, more I understand. the issue that I would yeah. Say. So but that's yes. that's going to get to the critique of it. I love that they play differently. I don't like that. I feel like the rebels are so much easier to pick up than the empire is, um, and that part is a little bit disappointing in a game that only has two players. Because there, there's nobody else there to interact with other than just that. And so I, I like when games have asymmetric powers, and one of them might be easier, and that's okay, because either you can toss that faction out, 
or there's other players in the game that are helping being like, okay, we can't just let this guy run the table because he's got the easiest faction or whatever or girl. Um, but I think for me, the, I think Caleb did a great job of trying to stop the snowball effect. But if you as the empire do not get the card that you need to be able to control some things and the rebel does happen to pull off a good combo, then it's over before it starts. Yeah. We had one game where I got princess Leia on turn one. Mm. Ouch. And it was able to turn around and get the Falcon because of princess Leia. Yeah. And I, I knew in my head, I was like, I should offer to just shake hands because it hurt my soul. <laughs> Cause we knew it was over it was and, a, and it was shortly after it, was it, it did not take long. It was a humiliating defeat, but I will say that is a outlier of a thing that can happen in this game. Oh yeah. Uh, not the norm. Um, Correct. and I do like, I like the asymmetric powers. I like, I do like a little bit of luck in my games. I don't, I really don't mind it at all. Um, but I would like, maybe even if you just had, like some games have like a, a starting guide to say, hey, this is how this faction plays. Yeah. And you are going to be looking for X, Y, and Z uh, to be able to help you along. Right. But these are all quibbles. Uh, overall, I'm really happy with the game. I think it for a game that is as short as it is designed to be, uh, the last game we played took way too long. We we just started building up It fleets. was way too defensive, it, yeah. It was, yeah, we need to, you got to be aggressive in this game, I think, too for both players to have fun and it be quick. Yep. I think the designed time that this game is supposed to take, um, like a bad card draw or a game of card draw will, I mean, again, it's usually the, the odds are that the games will be equal over time. And so when you are playing a game like this, that is short, you can play multiple games and mm-hmm. the games will be balanced over time. And yeah. so that, that that's the plus side. And I think that's the side that, that, that changes that in a way. If you're not investing three hours into a game that you've been drawing three hours of bad card draws mm-hmm. and it just ruins the experience where it's just one game quickly, like within 30 minutes that, okay, well let's, let's try it again. Maybe I did, you know, I could have played that different. Like the game that you got both of those cards in the first two turns, I did not play well um, on top of the bad card draw. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't, I could have played it a little bit different to maybe prevent at least one of those cards from going into your hand. So, right. And I think it is important to remember the intention is for it to be a quick game. Mm-hmm. And so not to get too hung up on trying to make the perfect strategy, but yeah. just have fun being aggressive and blowing up people's stuff. Right. And that's, that's, a, that's the struggle that I have with, with games like that. Cause I want to try and create the most yeah. uh, uh, awesome combo, but sometimes it's not like that. Just, just, how it goes just gotta, guns of blazing. Just let it, let it rip, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's time uh, to grade this game. So with our rating system, we are going to use a 0 to 10 rating scale where 0 is hot garbage <laughs> and should be burned in hell itself. And 10 is a glorious masterpiece. Yes. That will forever be praised. Forever. Endeavor. And then there's a wide spectrum in between where we're going to kind of give you an idea based on what we rate it. Yeah, so um, I, I would give this game, uh, I'd probably do a... a a six out of 10 for me. I, I I'm reluctant to give it a seven. I would give it a, are we doing half? Are we doing 6.5? Absolutely. Okay. 6.5 then 6.5. And the reason I, I it's it, again, all the, all the reasons that I said it was not a, I didn't hate it the entire time. And I did have fun while playing. It's just not on the top of the list of games that I would like, Oh, I let's play that. That's on my list of like to play. 
And I would compare it, and because we're going to do this, is I, I'm going to compare it to your your family or your wife is like, hey, let's go see this movie. I really want to see this movie. And I was like, okay, all right, fine. Let's go. Let's go see the movie. And you're like, you know, you're going in and you feel like you're just going to hate it because you're like, I'm I'm going for you. This is why I'm going. I'm not going for my own joy and pleasure. I'm going only because you want me to go. And so you you watch the movie. And you were thoroughly entertained. Well, no, maybe not thoroughly, but you were entertained. And you finish the movie and you're like, you know that? That wasn't that bad. I, I enjoyed myself. I didn't hate myself for being here. I'm glad I said yes, because I want to be here and have fun with the family and be here with you. But in the end, would you do it again? Probably not. That's what I would compare it to. to. <laughs> but overall, yeah, 6.5. Wow. I'm going to give this a 7.75. <laughs> Why are you laughing? 7.75. Yeah. What gives it that extra 2.5? Probably that Star Wars. Oh, okay. I'm trying to be careful because I don't want to get too close to that 10 because I've set that 10 up pretty high. I don't want to just, you know, be throwing around 8s and 9s like they're nothing. I want to keep it in the 7 realm. I'm starting out low. And we're going to see where it, maybe I started out too low. No, that's okay. I actually, I like that you did that because, um, we, anyways, I'm giving this game a 7.75. I obviously love the IP. Star Wars is great. I think that it's something that fits in my collection as a great two player game that Ann and I will enjoy playing Mm -hmm. at any given time. Um, it's fast. It's got a lot of depth for a fast game. Um, It gives a lot of variety and it also has the potential to be better. If Fantasy Flight does the unthinkable. That is a big if. In three years, probably. (laughs) And gives us an expansion. (laughs) When you've worn the game out completely. Yeah. If it gets an expansion, I think it could be bumped. Yeah. I think it... It uh, it will wear out its welcome at some point, even with the variety. Correct. But as far as deck builders go, I'm very satisfied with this game. Yeah. So that is why I give it a 7.75. Uh, a comparison. I would like to think that this is very much in line with Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday cannot fail you. It will always be good. I mean. Will it? I mean, I will think it's great. Because tacos are my favorite food. Of course. It will never like be bad. Ever. And there will be games where it'll be epic. Like where I get Princess Leia and Han Solo and Luke Skywalker on the board at the same time. And the Empire player just looks at me like, are you serious? Sometimes that taco just hits different. It just hits different. So if you enjoy Taco Tuesday, you will enjoy Star Wars deck building game. Okay. It's a good comparison. Awesome. I'm okay with that comparison. That sounds okay. I feel good about it. It, I was really nervous about the comparison part, but we're, <laughs> yeah, that fits. we're, we're here. That fits well. So guys and girls and all you people out there, this was our episode of Star Wars The Deck Building Game. Uh, obviously, this was our first episode ever first the Game Table Podcast. We really look forward to be able to continue to grow into our own here mm-hmm. as we try this thing out. And um, yeah. We are learning just as much as you are. Maybe more. <laughs> we, I am definitely learning way more. But I want you to know, curious listener, that we appreciate you. We do. Very, very much. Thank you so much for listening, uh, anyone and everyone. 
So, Ian, what are we playing next? Well, uh, next we're looking at Wingspan by Stonemeyer Games, which is a great little classic game of birds. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks for hanging out with us. We are humbled to have you at our table, even if it is a metaphorical one. Additional special thanks to Angie Santiago for our cover art and to Anna Snyder who made the music. If you have feedback on the episode or want to give us your thoughts on the game, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at thegametablepodcast at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media. Our links are in the episode description. Additionally, we would absolutely appreciate it if you could take a moment to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere that you were listening and help spread the word by sharing with your friends and that one individual at the table that you really just need to beat at your next game night. Both of these heroic actions are immensely helpful in growing this podcast, and we are so excited to see where this where this thing goes. Until next time, may your dice rolls and your card draws be blessed, and your experience at the table be ones to remember forever. Goodbye. May the force be with you. <laughs> <laughs>